The subject of this evening's talk is finding space. There are obviously many considerations which we, which we give to our lives. And among the considerations which we have is the one of space. And in this area of our appreciation of space, we employ different ways of me and means in our life to finding and securing more space. And, some, and there are, of course, the very, very familiar ways in which we seek to find space, in which we perhaps remove ourselves temporarily from a, sit a situation which is um, obstructive, difficult, hard to work with, and we find and we make in our life some, some opportunity to be in a place or a situation where there is more space of some order. And we see that this finding of space for us can be physically healthy and particularly psychologically, insofar as that the finding of it in a particular place, a particular environment, helps to ease the, pr and the pressure which is on the mind. Because when we look at the, the reality of the world which we are living in, we see again and again that there are upon us all forms of objective pressure. And this objective pressure affects us psychologically, physically, and at times we need a break from it. Having and finding a break from this, from the various kinds of pressure takes the weight off the mind and in that comes a certain lightness, a certain relaxation. And we find too in our lives that when we have taken the opportunity to, to do that, all too quickly we often find we have to return to the situation sometimes a formidable situation where we were exposed to pressure and we felt it internally. And it's important with regard to this that we, again, that we realize and appreciate that we as human beings must look um, objectively at particular life situations which we are involved in to see realistically whether some of the pressure which we are subject to, subjected to is, is worthwhile. If we live in a situation where there is really, because of the prevailing circumstances, no space in our life and as a result we've suffered in, ver in various ways, then it's rather necessary for us to look rather critically at our living situation and to see whether or not some change, forthright change, has to be made. In other words, it is not always possible f 
for a human being giving, giving, uh, given the resources that one has to find space in particular social settings. Space which means the mind which feels at ease, which feels in tune and has, at least relatively speaking, a certain degree of peace. So some people have found it quite, quite necessary in their lives to make some change because one has felt that one's, one, well, what one is, is doing is, is basically an impossible task. Trying to live clearly and, and calmly in, in the face of conditions which really don't permit it. But of course, in giving consideration to space and, and the, rea the, the reality of that and the finding of that, one also not only must consider the reality of the outer in our life, but also the, the, the reality of our circumstances, the reality of our, of our inner life. And somewhere, as it were, there is some some kind of balance to be found. The very few people, for example, who can take, have either the time or the opportunity and usually the money as well, which enables a person to live in a situation where space is readily available. The few, very few people can, af can afford to buy that kind of sp uh, space and it's obviously worth quite a lot on the, on the market, but also in terms of having a break from a situation which is spacious, like the ocean, like the mountains, like the desert, like the rolling countryside, or whatever. And so therefore, finding of space is not only finding time and opportunity to experience those kind of primary elements in all their simplicity, and most people speak of the value of that at some time. Most people say, oh, I love the ocean. I love being in the mountains. I, I, I love the rawness of the desert. I love the green, the greenery and, and the trees. But few, few people, despite this love of that and the spaciousness that is, re that is available for us, few people ever really experience it. Few people ever really take time to, to experience that. And one of the things which one notices about that, that there is space and there is time and there are places and it can be very cheap. <laughs> learning in, therefore, learning in life to see where is pressure, finding various ways and means to find a certain relief from that and, and, and the relaxation and the, and the inner enjoyment that that brings. But really part of the balance to, in terms of finding space is going further and deeper than that. In order to go further and deeper than our normal conventional appreciation of space, it's rather necessary for us to look at our relationship to ourselves and our, and our very specific relationship to what is around us. And if a person therefore 
in giving consideration to this primary element of life, prevalent before words, before the concept, really has some appreciation of that, then one looks at one's life and sees, well, what actions do I engage in which tend to deny that? And rather all too frequently, of course, our life, given the vast and extensive circumstances of it, we tend to clutter up our life. And this cluttering up of our life in terms of possessions, in terms of what is around us, in terms of the acquisitiveness, tends correspondingly to clutter up our mind. And sometimes we only have to go into our, into our own home and look, what, look what's there. And not only do we already have too much, but also we have endless number of ideas about to fill in more and more space. And eventually it can reach the point where one can't put one's arm out without touching yet one more possession. And all of this tends to have a cluttering effect on the mind. And that itself becomes another denial of space, of inner space. So in our, in our looking and in, and in our learning to be realistic, realistic about ourselves, one of the factors which con contributes to a more fundamental or primary relationship to life is learning to be content with little. One obviously doesn't have to buy space, one obviously doesn't have to pursue space, if one can be content with little. And there's a certain dignity, a certain majesty, a certain purity in a, w in a way of life in which we find with regard to possessions, with regard to property, with regard to things that we have that of being content with what we have. A small and, and, and necessary number of items that we have and just appreciating that and just seeing that when that mind moves, when the formations of the mind begin to occupy the space in our, in our mind, in our consciousness about adding one more thing to what we have got, we, f we can let that go. Obviously, it is necessary at times to, to increase, to add to our number of possessions and so forth, but a kind of being f spacious in the area of our possessions is not only giving ourselves the freedom to secure something else which we, which we need, but correspondingly having the freedom to give something away. And having that, 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 that in, inner freedom in our relationship to, to things, to possessions, in which giving, receiving and giving is an ongoing part of our dynamic relationship to life. And in that, there, that ex helps to express for us a certain inner spaciousness and a certain freedom in our relationship rather than this prejudice of mind which we have through our uh, cultural conditioning, social conditioning, that it is better to add. And it isn't. 
we believe that, we, 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 we feel perhaps envious of those who have more, who, are, who have acquired more, and all of that expresses the kind of conditioning which we have because all too often we haven't stopped to look carefully. We haven't stopped to look if there is, if people who have more possessions are in fact better off. Speaking realistically, of course, meaning that, that people who are poor or, or people who have little have the basic requisites which they need and work and satisfactory social conditions and especially love and affection and so forth. But all too often for you and, and for I that the latent tendency which conceives in terms of having more is a somewhat, for us, a lopsided relationship to life and a more dynamic and spacious one in terms of possessions is that freedom to receive, freedom to give. But of course, again, in establishing a full and caring relationship to life, too, it is also within the given situation that one has, here too to find where and in what way can we find our space within the situation? And within, within any given situation which we have in life, for most of us, there's a certain amount of form, there's a certain amount of structure, there's a certain amount of timetable, and all of that can be taking place within our ordinary, everyday life, just as we experience here. And we notice that at times, when that is happening, some of that form and structure and timetable and so forth, our relationship to that is one of feeling cramped. There's a situation which arises, it's something which objectively saying is, one might say, is actually imposed upon one, or putting it politely is recommended by somebody, or whatever. And that situation comes to us, and because it comes to us in new, numerous circumstances in life, how do we relate to it? And sometimes that relation can be one of simple conformity. Simply, have, simply feeling one has to do this, and then rather blindly and um, unquestioningly going along with it. And for another person, it's a situation where this is coming from the outside and immediately it touches inwardly buttons. It brings about resistance inwardly and that resistance again prevents us from seeing a situation clearly. And we look and to ask ourselves, at times has it been one or the other? One of just of, of reaction and, and all that that comes through reaction and, and the other of just um, bl rather blindly adhering to, to something unquestioningly. Instead of seeing and looking and asking ourselves, well, what is my relationship to this schedule? 
What is my relationship, in fact, to this regime? How do I experience, how do I, how do I experience that? And, some, and sometimes, in doing of that, of course, sometimes we look at it, we see what is important, and we examine it, and sometimes we find ourselves, say, just, just avoiding. We look at the notice board, and we groan, we hear the bells, and we groan, and that kind of action we notice during the day. And it doesn't occur to us, when that is happening, to actually stop and say, why? What, what, what is actually happening internally that is producing the difficult situation? And, and it's never with a view to, as I say, blindly adhering to something, but rather, what is happening? And so one approaches one's relationship to form, structure, timetable, from a standpoint of looking and inquiry. Sometimes, again, we're, we're indoors, we spend many days together here indoors, we appreciate we appreciate the outside, and then one is perhaps engaged in the walking, or one has been sitting in the dining room, and then there's a rush to get outside. And, and it's just a simple, ordinary, everyday pattern which moves us from one particular situation, and we rush into another one, and because of the enormous frequency that we do that in life, we don't give ourselves the opportunity, even for a moment, just to stop and be still and say, what's happening here? What, what's, what's, what's this telling me? And so sometimes it may be revolving around the question of space. It may be, may be feeling, well, there are too many people in the dining room, I prefer to be outdoors. It, 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 may, it may be, well, here it's uh, outdoors, it looks much nicer. Or inside there's, there's not enough space or whatever. And again, in such a, such a situation, part of awareness and seeing, <coughs> seeing is just to stop in those moments and say, ah, what's going on here? What, what's happening here to me in my relationship to what's in front of my eyes and, and what's coming to my ears? And, and, and so it gives us, the, the, from the standpoint of stopping for a moment, not necessary to necessarily withdrawing from that action or feeling that one oughtn't to go outside or anything like that, but in just that stopping for a moment and being, being still, it may give us the opportunity to see and possibly appreciate a little bit more of what's present already. Some things which we react and turn away, away from, we rather do it so automatically that we never consider what we're turning away from. And, that, and that, that, just that small correcting element inside of ourselves and just stopping. And we might just stop. And instead of focusing so much on the people, so much on the, on the objects, so much on the indoor atmosphere, we might just focus on something else. 
we might just become aware of the amount of space which is around us. We might just become aware of the colour, the colour and the tone and, 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 and the space between the objects. And, and just in opening our eyes and our ears and in our stopping, it may be that we see a little bit more clearly. And that seeing a little bit more clearly gives us, inwardly, a little bit more freedom. A little bit more freedom to appreciate things which rather automatically, with all too often, we turn our back on. Because we don't allow ourselves, we, we don't permit ourselves to stop and have a second look. In this finding of space in life and the freedom and delight that that brings, we also see too the, the tendency, and a large tendency that we have in life is to bring in often far too much interpretation about what is happening. And this being one of our prevalent tendencies, tends to come in in numerous areas of our life. And people who move rather extensively in the conceptual field, through concepts and words and thinking and ideas and so forth, and especially if there is so much of an organizational mind at work in one, one way or another, that itself creates for us a rather tight and cramped situation. And, and a tight and cramped situation not only occurs in our perception of others and what is happening around us, but in relationship to many things that we do. And there is, as it were, we feel that success and progress and development and, and many things which we value, we rather feel that the only way that that is possible is through some kind of greater control. And in, and in bringing in control, particularly with a lot of willpower and forcing and, and determination, and I will get this right, and this ought to be done like this, that, that, that kind of mind is obviously a rather re a restrictive mind and being restrictive in that way creates tension. And we become narrow in our perception. And that narrowing down of perception through the excesses of control and the employment of, of willpower and the excesses of the organizational mind, that prevents space. that prevents that sense of spaciousness. And we try to control, and the, the extent that we try to control inhibits that allowing sense within ourselves. And because that mind can be so prevalent in our daily life, therefore within the field of meditation too, the same mind begins to come in. 
We try to con control everything that happens. We try to con control, control the mind in such a way that we react or we, we reject memory, we reject recollection, we, re we reject anything which is of the future, anything which is about another person, and we regard all of that as an awful distraction to what we're doing. And that's because of a misunderstanding which we have come to about meditation practice which is founded in awareness, which is founded in seeing and looking at these things and being conscious of them. And it is not found, founded in trying to cut everything out, cut out past, cut out future, cut out other place and time. It's all about seeing all of that in its relationship to now. And so often we just don't appreciate that, we don't realize that, we don't, we don't see the importance of it. And especially the mind which is susceptible to forms of control, it easily does that. But perhaps, and, and the attention and so forth which is created out of it, but perhaps in this finding of spaciousness, perhaps the more important element of it in focus with regard to organizing, controlling, keeping things tight, in whatever way that is, one of the things which that does in terms of blocking or narrowing consciousness, which we again we fail to see, and this failure to see causes so much pain in life. It, it, the failure, a major failure of that is it doesn't allow for the unexpected. And so the spiritual element in life, coming deeper inwardly in life and looking carefully at life and comprehensively and, and real, realistically in life, in a spacious way, is that one allows for the, that which isn't anticipated, for that which is unexpected. And when we have lived in such a way that we haven't allowed for that, we haven't permitted that, because we want things just so, when something which is unexpected comes into our life, then, then we're washed away by it. We can't handle something when it, when it comes to us. And this universe, which you and I are living, into, living together, has a remarkable habit of sending to us so much which is unexpected, either internally or externally. And so the element of spaciousness in life allows for that. And in that, in, that, in that allowing for that, we live with the universe. Because if we live the other, other, other way, with that lack, lack of seeing, we only live in which we, our relationship to the universe is not dynamic, it's not living, it's not spacious like this universe, it's in conflict with it. 
We live in conflict with it in such a way that we see the world which we are living in as serving our particular personal ends. And the universe, as it were, says to us, if you live like that, you're going to suffer. So at living and finding in our life greater spaciousness looks at the element of control, looks at the element of keeping things tight, or the, this must be just so, and sees what ways can I find a way of living which I can recognize and hopefully appreciate the unexpected which comes to me. And all of us, at different times, in different ways, come face to face with the unexpected. And nobody in this world is free from that. In our looking, <coughs> and, our, and our seeing into this, into this element of spaciousness and our, and our relationship to life, firstly, of, of course, it is this seeing outwardly the situation, and in seeing outwardly, too, meaning using our, using our eyes especially and our ears, just as it is important to, to see form and shape and, and colour and so forth, but also to begin to appreciate the very space between objects, the very space which allows you and I to move, to act, to breathe, all, all, of, all of that cultivation of spaciousness and just recognizing it as an objective element is a helpful factor in our own life in terms of feeling inwardly, psychologically, that little bit more free. The freedom which allows us to, to move our arms through, through the air, through space, to take hold of something. The, free, the freedom which allows us to open our eyes. The freedom which allows us to, to be, to breathe. And, and having a greater sense of that through a greater sense of, of space allows us in our relationship to life, allows us to see what is happening in front of us and around us a little bit more clearly. When we don't see, when some, someone says something or something happens which we, which we uh, uh, make an issue of, what we actually do is we block out the space around that person, we block out all else and we take that phenomenon and which looms larger. It looms large in our consciousness. And the looming of, of that in the consciousness reduces our awareness of space. And that, 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 that awareness with regard to space is, because it's a primary element before the words, before the concepts, is one which, in coming to greater awareness of that, allows us to see what comes out of those primary substances more clearly, allows us to see those things which are happening much more in their context in life. Because we live with a sense of space, we observe it, we, we, we notice it, we see the freedom that it allows, we see that all things are just 
simple language are just held in the space, <coughs> are there in relationship to each other. So it's a, an awareness of our relationship, again at the present, to the outer, and where we're making too much of form, sentient or insentient, and not enough sense and of, of, of seeing space. Again, in looking not only with regard to what is happening outwardly, it's the same principle, the same principle of space, which is also internally. The in internal experience which is taking place. And in our, in our in inner life, again, because, so to speak, it's so much closer to us, because our experiences and our events of the day feel so much closer to us, it often seems more difficult to recognize and appreciate the space which is there. And without the space, the, the myriad number of mental events which occur couldn't possibly occur. They occur in a space. And we can't, so often we can't see that because so much is happening. And so the relationship to that is, is initially at the simple level of being able to recognize the satisfaction of quiet or minimal amount of movement of mind and, and a certain quiet, spacious feeling that that gives. That simple, simple state where even if just in a few moments one is simply not feeling bothered by anything. That, that's, that quiet state of not feeling uh, bothered by anything, that just allows us at that time to be, and that allowing ourselves to be, that we can refer to as being spacious. So far too quickly, in many moments in our ordinary life, just uh, here, we tend, because of the, the pattern, to fill in that space. We feel compelled in some way or other, so often we feel compelled we ought to do something. We ought to make use of the time and space that we have, or whatever. Rather than just seeing that to make real use of it in a meaningful way is just by recognizing it. One doesn't have to add to that in any way. The real use of space, the s for physical, psychological, spiritual health, is recognizing it. It's just taking note. It's just looking at what's present already. In our, in our inner life, where there's a, there's a certain quiet, quietness of mind at that time, recognizing it when it is there, but again gr developing that growing capacity to see that even amidst the ups and downs of our mind and the confusion which is taking place, even that doesn't deny space. Once you see, once you observe, okay, that's, that's what's happening, that's what's going on, there's agitation, there's the sensations of that, there's the experiences of that, there are the thoughts of that, 
And all that process which is taking place, once you begin to say, okay, that's the reality, that's what's going on in the mind in the present time. And just learning to be with that, that itself accommodates it. Nothing in life is so big. And our growing capacity to be more aware of space, that we can begin to see that these, whatever type of movements of mind which are taking place, because of a greater awareness of space, see that in its place. through the small things, for the, through the ordinary things, and through the things which are apparently disorganizing in some way or other. All of that is part of universal life. All of that is, 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 is in the nature. And we see that the movement of that kind of activity and motion in the world around us, nature, we see it as the nature of the mind. And awareness and, and, and our seeing is just seeing that. Learning in life to be comfortable with the events which are happening. In that, in that seeing, one begins to sense gradually as, as one's practice, as, one's, uh, as one develops more, more deeply inwardly, that space being an accommodating principle is of such a nature that the whole division of the inner and the outer have less significance. And that in our, in that in our relationship to life, a spacious life is one which is more f more in a more primary or fundamental way accommodating all which is going on. Just as there can be so much of a dynamic in this expansive universe which we live in, in the same way that a greater awareness of that sees all of that. It sees, just as in the, the movement of a thought which comes and passes, no substantially real difference between a universe which comes and passes, between a whole world which comes and passes because one is allowing one to oneself to see the reality of life. To be spacious in life. To live in a spacious way. To recognize and to, to acknowledge what, is, what comes unexpectedly for us. In this, finally, in this area of space, one of the things, which elements which are very much attuned to it, of course, is space and its relationship and direct bearing in terms of silence. And in our life again, in our relationship to life, we often, because of the way that our mind is formed, we tend to only look superficially. And we think silence is quietness, silence is absence of chatter, absence of noise, or whatever. And be because of, of those kind of conclusions, 
we don't, again, we don't stop to see more deeply than that. And we can so easily fill up our day with doing so much, including so much in the way of meditation and methods and techniques and doing it all neatly and nicely and keeping to the timetable and, and all of that, that we can get so much involved in all of that, we forget the deeper implications of the spiritual life. We don't, we don't allow ourselves, through making ourselves too busy, the opportunity, again, for that kind of stopping where we see what is the nature of this silence? What is silence? What, 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 what is, is there a religious or significance to it? Is there something fundamentally deep and profound about it? And obviously a wo uh, thoughts and words are not going to, to answer, not going, to, t going to, to tell us. And so even within the situation here and the format which we have here, which is, encourages a quietness, which encourages being with oneself and finding one's own space and so forth, all of that really is only a, a tool to the deeper implications of that. The deeper implications which enable you and I to, to really, really see. To really see. To really see once and for all. And not in a, a superficial or a, or a mediocre way not in a way which just considers space as finding a bit of space as getting away from pressure, but seeing much more clearly into these primary elements prior to the word, prior to the concepts. And our retreat together gives us little opportunities for that in the mornings and in the lunch period and in the afternoon, in the evenings, in the night, gives us the opportunity to see deeply and, and very, very totally. May all beings see into the nature of things. May all beings appreciate the nature of things. May all beings be free. <laughs>